Dueling Genre Productions presents Immunities, an audio drama. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little drowsy. I better sit down. Here, let me help you. About five months ago, there was something in the night sky. Something happened to the people who saw it. And if someone looked them in the eyes, it would happen to them too. How are you feeling? I am feeling much better. I thank you for asking. And you yourself, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Or, uh, I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. I suggest having a rest. It did me a world of good. They looked at their families, and then they searched out friends, strangers, everybody. Some people didn't change. We think maybe one person out of 2,000. So, for five months, you've just been hanging out? Shelly, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anyone just become normal again. I have to be careful. You might just change back into one of them. You might be one of them now. (sighs) This is too complicated. I'm too tired to deal with it. And I'm still half expecting you to tell me it's all just a story. It isn't! I just know I have to close my eyes now. Wait, Shelly? No. Shelly? Shelly? Shelly, don't worry. Shelly? Just for a second. Shelly! Immunities, an audio drama about almost everyone being against you. Available from DuelingGenre.com and your podcatcher of choice starting in July. Genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we're covering the movie Clerks one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And today we're covering Minute 42, quite possibly the greatest, the answer to the life, the universe, and everything minute ever. And we're joined once again by Bob from Immunities over at DuelingGenre.com. Hey, guys. Oh, welcome in for your last day. I'm sure we'll solve all the clerk's problems. <laughs> <laughs> they do seem to keep coming up. Well, listen, there's no fixing Dante. I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> we just uh, we yell in his direction and we pity him. All right. Minute 42 begins with, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And ends with... Right. And ends with... Rand- right on cue. Yeah. Ends with Randall telling Dante not to yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this minute is a... Uh, this is a this is a teachable minute for Dante. Uh, Randall's going to try to teach him a lesson. Right. Well, he's getting taught two lessons. He's getting taught a lesson on the phone, and then he's going to get taught a lesson by his friends. I mean, have you ever done this where you've gotten pissed? In the right. You're in the right. You get mad. The other person goes, hey, why are you so mad? And you go, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I have done it. Hmm. I can't like point to a moment, but I'm sure I've been on the phone. You're screaming and yelling at somebody, even if they're wrong. And they go, oh, you don't have to get so upset. And you go, I- I'm sorry. I prefer to go the other way and just get more mad. That's my usual response. I believe that's what Randall wanted him to do. Well, because it's right, right. it's rare in life when you can have the righteous anger. Yeah. Where you are so far in the right, the other person is completely wrong, and you can just open up. You can go both barrels and just crush. Now, granted, the person <laughs> yeah. he's talking to is not the person he wants to be yelling at. So, But you still have a right, right to be pissed and yell. 
He does he does say sorry, I don't mean to yell at you. Yeah. I guess he's yelling at the guy's wife probably. Yeah, I mean I guess on some level Dante wants, you know, to be like, you know, the righteous superiority type thing, you know. Yeah. So that's why he can't leave is because then he won't be like better than like all the people he's dealing with. Yeah. I do love the way Randall pops his head in and just goes, Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So obviously he's listening to the whole conversation to see what's going on. It's just trying to start him up all over again. I guess I'm with Dante at first. When the lady must say, hey, don't yell at me. Like, I'm not the one that did it. And he goes, oh, I understand. It's not your fault. But then he totally goes the other way where he's like, oh, I understand. It's not your fault. No, I would have still been mad. (laughs) <laughs> like listen, listen she's in I understand it's not your fault but your husband's an asshole click like that would have been the end of it right. by the way I'm locking up the store and giving the keys to Randall <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go guess who's taking care of the store for the rest of the day here Randall well at least then I mean he'll probably leave one of the stores open at least he may even leave the quick stop open and just not open RST video at all right. <laughs> which is barely open yeah. anyway so well like I said if this is a Monday or what I and now after that phone call I'm not sure what day it is I had always assumed it was a Monday because there's not a lot of foot traffic in this place. And then Dante immediately goes from being very subservient of like, oh, I'm so sorry, to screaming in Dante in uh, Randall's direction. But yeah, because he knows if you like him, then it's okay to scream at you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> it's the weird thing but about But at him. this point, I think Randall is just, he's just baiting Dante to get him more pissed. Like, oh, he didn't, even, he didn't tell you that this morning? <laughs> not a fucking yeah. word. <laughs> he does use a great term that I don't think I've ever used, but I do enjoy it. He calls him a slippery shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's slippery shit. <laughs> yeah, this is like a this is like the David Mamet minute or something like that because like the, it all has that same sort of like oh yeah a thing like that huh you know it's just like straight out of uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross or something. And yeah. you may, won't say this much about a Kevin Smith movie, but I love how they're staged in this moment where Dante's just standing there. He's kind of facing camera, and the way Randall's standing, where he's got one arm behind him, he's got kind of one hand on his hip. He looks like the hero that just walked into the town and is just like, why? What's going on? Why'd you do that? <laughs> and he's just <laughs> – like, he has all the power in this scene. And Dante's just getting – and then Dante folds his arms. Like he's totally like the lesser in this yeah. scene. Dante definitely – I mean Randall definitely makes a good point in this one too. He says, geez, that seems to be your late motif in your life ever backing <laughs> down. That's all he does is back down to everybody and everything. I'm glad you brought that up, Chris. Would you please explain to me what late motif is? It's oh. um, the later part of your life that that seems to be your um, motif, your reason. Your see, I, can't think, I, can't I think used to I think that I used to think you were thinking too that he was saying late motif as you're getting older. Okay, in life, well, it's one your... word: late motif. A recurrent oh. theme throughout a musical or literary composition associated with a particular person, idea, or situation. Yeah, huh. that's pretty much what I thought. Because I'm like, let me look this up because that's such a weird turn of phrase. I thought I knew what I was, so did what I. I was talking I, about. I thought what you said. <laughs> <laughs> and like, maybe, like, I guess it's theoretically possible that he meant it as late motif, which what I, but I mean, it's odd yeah. that that's an actual word. No, but that's also part of that sort of mammoth thing is like, you know, sort of like lower class people using upper yeah. class words sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that sort of fits the whole, yeah. the rest of the, the, as seen the rest in, of it. As seen in every show that's written, like where everybody's, you know, a 12 to 18 year old. And speaks with knowledge, like they have knowledge of like Cicero and like Julius Caesar and stuff. And you're like, come yeah. on. Like, There's no way these people read any of this crap. Everybody, I love, this is every movie. People in movies can quote from like 300-year-old novels like it's nothing. Like they're quoting Star Wars. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's like, well, yes, yeah. I just have that 
quote from A Tale of Two Cities in my back pocket, <laughs> and not the two quotes everybody knows, the beginning and the end, I can pull from the middle of the novel. And some people can, like, you know, like Joe Montaigne can ma- always make yeah. that look natural, you know, but no matter yeah, who he's playing. Like, oh, this, I think this guy would know all that. I mean, that's the amazing thing about <laughs> some guys like that, like your Mamet, or like Sorkin, and stuff like that. Like, sometimes they can get you to believe that the people know all this stuff, and you know no one does. There are very few people, like, right, watch right. the West Wing sometime. Every person on that show is so incredibly versed in everything. I understand right. people know a lot about a certain subject. Nobody knows everything about everything. You have holes in your knowledge somewhere, even if it's your nerd knowledge. Yeah, I know a lot about Star Wars. I know probably even more about Star Trek. You have a hole in your knowledge somewhere. Someone goes, oh, you know a lot about that? Well, tell me everything you know about Doctor Who. Nothing. And that's what I know. <laughs> One good uh, movie, out, like kind of on that subject, is uh, The Grifters. If you've ever seen that, because it's uh, like everybody in that is hyperverbal, but you also get to see, like, you know, whenever they're like not on, they're like just completely on the verge of a mental breakdown, like you know, just worrying that they're not going to know the next. Yeah, thing, but then when they know, turn like, it on, like what? you know, and they're also all chemical abusers and stuff like that. You know, like which you know is probably. I have a feeling that's like the part of West Wing you don't see is like them all, like you know. Oh, yeah. Shooting up on speed. Like, as soon as stuff. they walk out of the Oval Office, they're just doing blow. Just like, oh my god, I gotta keep going. <laughs> right, exactly. Listen, you know Rob oh, Lowe's character I mean, was doing you know it, Rob right? Lowe was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so. yeah, to be in a method, a method! <laughs> Man, that's why we do it on... We, we, we smoke fake cigarettes, <laughs> cigarettes like uh, Kevin Smith did during this. But <laughs> <laughs> you can't see how badly we're doing yeah. it. Because it's a podcast, yeah. And then Dante comes up with the line that is he lying to... Randall or himself? He don't back down? Yeah. Come on, oh. he don't back down. I think that's just an immediate reaction when your friend challenges you on something. I'm trying to think of something like, you drive slow. I don't drive slow. Like, it doesn't matter what they're saying. Like, you you immediately say no. It's like, yeah. right, right. Yeah. You're crying. I'm not crying. You have, you yeah. have the counterpunch ready before you you're even cheating know with what this the punch game. Was, I'm not really. cheating. Yeah, like, it doesn't, you're, you immediately say no. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said he buckles like a belt. <laughs> you buckle like a belt. <laughs> now that's like a dad joke. I'm like, ah, you buckle yeah, like a belt. Right. And then, of course, we get to the very last line of the minute. The thing that really pisses Dante off, he's going to miss the game. Yeah. <laughs> Which just goes back to what I think is Dante has nothing going on in his life. Yeah. I mean, I was that concerned about going to hockey games, too. But really not when I was 22. More like when I was 15. When you really have nothing else yeah. to do. You probably may not have had a car to go anywhere, or one person had a car that would drive all of us somewhere, and you'd go there, and, like, that's when, that was hockey, that was exciting, I'm still in high school. You're 22, man. You've been out of high school for probably at least four years. You work at the quick stop. You're not doing anything else. Maybe the the hockey game is the highlight of his day. (laughs) You're right. Like, he's not even doing what most people do after they get out of high school, where even if you're really not going anywhere, like, you go to community college, you try to, like, you hang around there for a couple years to at least try to act like to your parents that you're trying to do something with your life <laughs> like don't worry i know i've been mm-hmm. in college for four years and i only have 12 credits but i'm working on it <laughs> i've restarted the minute and he's yelling at me i'm not supposed to be here today that is one of my favorite <laughs> readings of it though he's he's at the right level of anger for it there i think that one and there's one yeah. really late in the movie maybe the last one he gives which is like his most pathetic one where he's like sounds like he's on the verge of tears those are probably my two favorite ones uh if you notice in the background there chris you can buy is that a a whole lot of cigarettes back there for you at uh, two ninety five a pack. Is that one ninety five? I think it's two ninety five. Oh, these might be the fancy earlier. ones. 
These are Rivieras and, uh, you know, the Misties. Right over Randall's head? Yeah. They're 195. He moves a little bit. They're 195 oh, plus tax. That is a, that's a one. Who the hell drew these things? <laughs> <laughs> they, well, he, he drew them with shoe polish. Yeah, that is so the, the, the guy that runs the place did it. There's also some Zippo lighter fluid down there if they want to burn the place down, I guess. Got some chewing tobacco back there in case a stagecoach driver comes in. Yeah. Red Man, too. Some Red Man. That's definitely not acceptable nowadays. You can't name something Red Man at this at this stage. Yeah, <laughs> I said that. I just watched the Eagles game last weekend when they played the Washington Redskins. Redskins, which, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I know that that's still there. That's a pretty that's a powerful organization in part of the NFL. Like that just can't keep going on, right? Like everyone sees this is an issue. That's crazy. I mean, like you know, like Indians yeah. is at least like a neutral term, but yeah. like Redskins. I don't know. My daughter still watches Peter Pan once in a while, and on there, there's a song about oh, yeah, there's what a, made uh, the red man red. Old Disney, yeah, old Disney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Old Disney I go because like go, go back and watch Dumbo, and you're like, ugh. I mean, and I had my daughter oh, no. doing yeah, that about the crows. <laughs> Yeah. Look at here, look at here. Oh, yeah. Like, start I mean, doing the voices. Yeah, like, yeah. She likes that line about, but I've never seen an elephant fly. And I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, well, I'm it like, doesn't China. sound good. <laughs> Listen, yeah, that's don't, just don't for do the that house. Outside. Don't be going out outside. Get daddy's ass kicked. I don't need that in life. Yeah, that's just... Those are house words. On, that's, yeah, I really, yeah. But it's at Disney. I understand it's Disney. That's old Disney. That's when, when Waltz was still around. <laughs> and... It's totally innocent. She has no idea that it's something yeah, it's bad. Just like, but. No, no, no. We don't. We don't do that. That's not good. That's that's back before Disney got their uh, stuff together and realized that these were problems. That's like uh, my daughter had to go do a photo shoot one time and they dressed them up like the girls from Breakfast at Tiffany's. And my wife's like, "Let's watch Breakfast at Tiffany's." I'm like, "Hey, let's not." Yeah, Mickey Rooney doing his Japanese. Jumped on YouTube and pulled that Mickey uh, Rooney clip, and she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, the '60s were a different time. I was like, you'd be hard pressed to get that to a movie now if you were doing it as a comedy and doing it to play up the laughs you'd be hard to get right. away with that mm-hmm. i was like it's literally it's the equivalent of blackface it's just yellow face it's yeah. it's horrific oh my god it's bad with the yeah, teeth it's not and even everything like, as i recall too right it's not even like a <laughs> japanese guy doing like a, a stereotypical japanese thing and whenever you see that you're just like really there's there, you couldn't find one japanese actor i never understood that they put people on blackface they, they find a white guy to be a japanese guy it's really or weird. at least a white guy who people didn't yeah. already know you know <laughs> yeah. like what are you really doing this <laughs> i don't understand what's going on. it's it's much worse than it's like what's considered um oh god what's the term now when they uh oh whitewashing when they whitewash something it's bad now if you take a character who in the source material was some sort of minority, they're black or they're Asian, and then you make them a white guy, which they do all the time. That's bad enough, but yeah, imagine, uh-huh. you, like, instead of just replacing them with Matt Damon, you put Matt Damon in there, and then you put big fake teeth in his mouth and, and like, put tape on his eyes. Like, <laughs> does that get past the first day of shooting where you're like, whoa, what the hell? Like, no. No. Like, this is not good. Like, you couldn't even make a movie about that movie now. Because you're like, who's going to play the Mickey Rooney role? We're like, oh, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. We're just going <laughs> to. That, that part got cut. <laughs> yeah, so we're like, oh, we're going to have a Japanese guy play it and just, we're going to pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> That'd be great. They got a Japanese actor and he plays Mickey Rooney like oh, when he's not so when being he's that, not being that he, he acts like Mickey Rooney, so they, they make his face up like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Make his eyes real big like the Japanese cartoons. <laughs> I used to be famous. I used to hang out with Shirley Temple. <laughs> wow, I think we may. We, it's possible we wandered off the minute a little bit. We did wander yeah, a little bit. Just a bit. Ah, that's fine. It was good wandering. Uh, does anybody have anything else pertinent for the minute? Well, I'm just going to say the... Uh... 
the Randall comeback to what you were saying earlier when he says the uh, the fact I'm right that I'm right about your buckling is just one of my favorite Randall things, even though it's like completely not natural. I mean, it's like you were saying, it's a very Sorkin-y sort of like nobody thinks that fast sort of thing. But I still love it. You know yeah. what pisses me off? <laughs> yeah. The fact that I'm right about your buckling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Randall is that character in this movie, and Kevin has at least one show up in every movie. A person who is so fast and so clever, mm. you're like. That's the guy you're like, damn, I wish I was this guy. Like, I, he's always got the right response. Every, you know, <laughs> instead of like you, where you have the right response as you're driving home that night, where you're like, oh, I could have really got him with that one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. I don't have anything else. Uh, one last time, why don't you tell the fine people out in Jay and Silent Bob land where they can find you, Bob? All right. You can find Immunities, my audio drama science fiction body snatchers podcast, uh, at duelinggenre.com, at immuniesdrama.com, uh, facebook.com slash immunities and immunities drama. And you can also find us on Twitter, Jane Silent Bob Minute, and we're on Facebook, same thing. You can do uh, our listeners group, Jane Silent Bob's Quicker Stop. Uh, go over to Dueling Genre, our home for this podcast, which is also where Immunities is. Lots of other movies by minutes over there. We got. Spider-Man Minute, they got Lord of the Rings, they got Ferris Bueller, uh, they got Rocky. Um, I'm fading out, guys. There you go. I think I forget them every time. (laughs) You do, I say it every time. Uh, Toy Story, Toy Story Minutes over there. Yeah. And my fellow, and the other audio drama, Geek by Night. Of course, and they also have the Doctor Who podcast over there, too, as well, that they do. Oh, and the Cornetto Minute just started, I forgot. They just started, they were doing episodes of Space. They might be just about finished up when this airs. Um, and also don't forget to swing by moviesbyminutes.com. Check out the, uh, the OG movie by minute, the, uh, Star Wars minute. Uh, you can see how this is supposed to be done. <laughs> and like I said, if, uh, you have a bunch of movies by minutes stuck on your podcatcher right now, uh, that's who you can blame is those guys. Not us. It's not our fault. Don't blame us. All right. Uh, we didn't start the fire. Oh, really? Really? All right. <laughs> it was always burning since the world's been turning. We're not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> Fucking throwing Billy Joel at me. <laughs> <laughs>